WVON is proud to present Her Win Trust, helping women make money moves. This exclusive weekly feature during the Perry Small Show is brought to you by Chicago's Bank, Wintrust Financial. Alrighty then, it is 1141 on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. And you know, Herwin Trust is my favorite segment. I have met some amazing uh, uh, women. And my next guest is, is no joke. She's 29. Uh, she is an associate attorney at Henshaw and Culbertson LLP law firm in Chicago, practicing business and commercial litigation. Uh, she has a very interesting background, went to the Latin school, went on to, uh, I don't even know where Kilbourne Park is, <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, she went to the Latin school and she went to went on to go to Loris and, and, and then DePaul University uh, College of Law. And she's just been like an amazing young person who is rather philanthropic, too, in, uh, in the work that she does. She gives back. And so with that, I just want to uh, welcome you, Miss Cato, oh, to you. the Midday Show. It's, it's wonderful. Oh, thank you for having me. And I'm it's Brittany, right? Yes, Brittany, it's Brittany. Brittany Cato. So what drives you, Brittany? I mean, have you always been, you know, this super <laughs> scholar and, you know, and this, this person that is a high achiever? Were you always this person? Um, you know, I... I would say my family's definitely been a huge driver. I mean, I've watched my parents. Um, My mom finished nursing school while I was growing up. My dad was in the police academy. And Mm -hmm. just that, you know, drive to be better, each generation Mm -hmm. to be better than the next and build has definitely been Where does that come from? Be better than the next next generation. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's just something, I mean, if I look back at both sides of my family, that's just something that each side has been working towards, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's coming from Puerto Rico to Chicago or moving from Mississippi to Chicago mm-hmm. and just giving, you know, each generation better and bigger opportunities. And so, you know, that's been instilled in me since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just something that not only do I want to do for, you know, future generations of my family, but mm-hmm. also kind of give that back a little bit more. So let me ask you this. So, so you decided at an early age, did you decide you wanted to be an attorney? You know what? It was, I think it was a slow progression. It was definitely um, something I'd been interested in. And then in college, I had a series of internships at the state's attorney's office, um, uh, internship with Intersport, and just seeing various ways that attorneys practice. And it was like, okay, I could do this. I like this. So let me ask you this. So for most people, mm-hmm. uh, and, and especially at the age of 29, um, you know, finances is a big deal. For sure. You know, and, and, and what kind of, you know, how you're going to live and, and, and live well. How did you, I mean, what, what are you doing in your life? I mean, because there's so many things, you have so many different interests. Um, but you, you have to be concerned all the time about um, your financial health sure. and that sort of thing. What do you do? Um, to maintain your financial health? And what are your financial goals as we move forward? Wow. Well, I would say within the last few years, especially transitioning from law school, where 
you know, I'd have a summer job that would pay me some. Um, I've really just taken the opportunity to talk with people that are in finance that can give me um, guidance. Um, I actually just sat down with a new friend of mine um, that I met at this organization called The Wing. Okay. And it's a it's a, a organization focused on women empowerment. It's a co-working space, and they also have great events. And mm-hmm. so I've been going to their events and talking to women um, that are in finance and giving me financial advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also just learned from my parents and, and really just – hearing their experiences, maybe their pitfalls and ways that I can improve and, mm-hmm. and be financially savvy. I think it's a continuous process in learning for sure. So were you taught financial literacy growing up? Was it something? Cause I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't taught that. Right. I mean, my parents were very, you know, this is grown folks business. <laughs> you don't need to know how much money we make. You know, they never made me feel like, you know, I always felt very secure mm-hmm. uh, because they, they, you know, were well employed and that sort of thing. So I, I was just wondering because I've met, like I said, I've met so many um, empowered women and brilliant women and financially successful women. I wonder what path were you taking? Um, so I would, I guess my path, I didn't really learn a lot in school, I would say. And mm-hmm. that's definitely something that um, with events like Career Day that I've put together with Marillac mm-hmm. that we definitely want to teach kids because it's not taught in school, right. especially the, um, the schools that I went to. You mm-hmm. know, you get a little bit here and there, but it, there's no class really dedicated That's to it. Right. So, I mean, I would get bits and pieces from my parents growing up, you know, pay yourself first. And, my, you know, my mom this would show me her check. checkbook and right. show me like, you know, right. how she would balance her checkbook. Right. Um, but I do, I did find, you know, get through college. I got through law school. I lived with my parents so I could save money during mm-hmm. law school. But then you get out in the real world and you start getting a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, the credit cards credit start coming. Credit cards start coming in. And luckily my parents were very um, helpful in that respect saying, you know, d- let's not start this until, you know, you can actually pay off your statement and you know how much you're, you're swiping. It's very easy to do that. Right. And so um, – I had a lot of good markers with my parents and learning as I went along. And so there's stuff that I always go back and I'm like, that's why okay. they said that. And so um, those are kind of the things that I learned growing up. And then as an adult, it's just really taking it upon myself and, and talking to people that have had, you know, pitfalls, successes and learning how to do that, whether it's, you know, investing in real estate, whether it's um, investing in general 401ks, that whole, you know, that it was a, very foreign to me um, starting as a new attorney and, and starting my career. And um, were you surprised that there were um, so many different pathways that these amazing women that you were meeting, mm-hmm. you know, how they were able to um, accumulate wealth? I mean, I had a lady in here last week and we were talking about your credit score. And this woman walks into a Maserati dealership. Mm -hmm. She says she has never put any money down. She says, because her credit is so good. Mm -hmm. No one ever talked about that. That's why. And tell our our listeners what you're doing with Marillac and what Marillac is. Okay. So yeah, Marillac is a um, a hundred year old nonprofit social service organization. It, and it serves uh, the, underprivileged communities in Chicago 
from childhood all the way through from in, from infants all the way through senior citizens. And so I'm on the associate board of Marillac St. Vincent. I'm the president this year. Oh, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And so uh, it's just been a, a great journey. I've been involved. This is my fourth year on the associate board, but I actually my involvement goes way back to like when I was two years old. Because um, your mother was involved and father, were they involved with Marillac? So um, while my mom was in nursing school and my dad started the police academy, mm-hmm. they needed somewhere for me to go. Okay. And uh, Marillac St. Vincent, uh, that's where that's where I spent my time from the time I was two to about 12 years old. Wow. Yeah, and so uh, following that, I, you know, went off and did other after-school activities after 12. And so after I graduated from law school, uh, started my first attorney job at Hinshaw and Culbertson, okay. and I went to Marillac Beacon of Hope luncheon. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know where I was going. It was free lunch, a, a partner. <laughs> inv- invited, free yeah, lunch. It was a new attorney. A partner invited me and was like, you know, I, we're filling a table at this luncheon, would you like to go? So okay. me and a friend of mine, Jessica Watkins, she's at Hinshaw still now, and uh, we're like, okay, we'll go. So we're sitting at the luncheon, and I'm like, this sounds so familiar. Like, what? But when I went, it was St. Vincent de Paul. It wasn't Marillac. Okay. So the name, it sounded familiar, but I'm like, maybe there's other St. Vincent's. I right. don't know. Right. Or Marillac, St. Vincent's. I'm sitting there. And then I heard names. I heard stories. And I tapped my friend on the shoulder. I was like, I think I went there. And so, and then once I was like confident because I brand new attorney with like a senior partner, I didn't want to say anything. But once I was confident, I was like, okay, so I went to this place when I was two all the way till 12 years old. And so um, got involved with the associate board right after that. I was like, I have to be back involved with this organization. You just wanted to give back. Yeah. I mean, why not? If, if an organization like Marillac has given so much to me, so many opportunities, so many opportunities to my, for my parents mm-hmm. to continue their education and grow their careers now that i'm in that position to give back it was a no-brainer for me to to jump on the associate board and help out as as much as i could so where do you see yourself Brittany, 10 years from now i mean in terms of <laughs> your financial goals and and that sort of thing where where do you want to be i you know that's actually something i've been asking myself more and more lately as i explore this realm of being a new attorney but also the nonprofit world as well um this is very you want to make it both i want to make both work and so financially it's been uh a goal of mine to be financial have some financial freedom where later down the road whether it's 10 years or 20 years from now i can really be on a path to serve my community with my time and hopefully be in a position where financially I can do that as well. Right now, you know, I'm building my career, so I give back as much time as I can, but I would love to have the financial freedom 10 years, 20 years from now to to give back. Did um, you have any um, student debt? Did you have any student debt? Or are yes. You still paying, are you still paying it off? I am, but I was fortunate enough um, – to have scholarships in college and have co- scholarships in law school so that, uh, you made know, cut down. It, yeah, it made a huge difference. And then in law school, I uh, had summer associate positions that, that had scholarships. Right. And so that cut down on the debt as well as having parents that 
were very welcoming for me to come back from college and stay home. I stayed in the same bedroom that I grew up in um, and, and went through all three years of law school staying at home. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a how old was I? Probably 22 at the time. That's a little frustrating for a 22-year-old back in the city of Chicago to be living <laughs> at home. But uh, looking back, I think that was a very smart financial decision. Oh, Plus, absolutely. you come home and foods that's ready. So you can eat. <laughs> um, what, what advice would you give um, young people that are trying to get through college mm-hmm. and maybe like you going on for an advanced degrees of some kind? What advice will you you give them? Because you had um, not only are you beautiful, but you have <laughs> the brains too. Um, that really helped you, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep you from going into tremendous debt mm-hmm. because you had the brains and you had scholarship. What would you tell young people today? I, and because you obviously made the right decision. I would say, if you can, if you are going to college in your hometown, mm-hmm. I would 100% suggest staying with for college maybe maybe it's a little different, but right. for advanced degrees if you have the option to stay home if you're going to school um, where you have a family member that is opening their home to you, that's an excellent way to cut down. Mm-hmm. But I would also say talk to people, you know, talk to people who have been there, talk to people that have are you know five years, 10 years past where you currently are so that you can learn from them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say apply for uh, scholarships. Mm -hmm. Even in law school, the amount of scholarships that go unapplied for, that that people just don't apply to, and the the pool is so small, there's so many scholarships out there that I think people either don't know of or don't take advantage of. And so I would say research, 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 available scholarships. And I can give an example for myself summer associate position at Hinshaw Culbertson when I was at DePaul. Um, not a lot of people applied, right? And so I, people just don't take advantage of those opportunities. And I would say for anyone, especially if your finances are limited or if you want to cut down on debt, mm-hmm. find those scholarships. There's opportunities everywhere. And I think that sometimes the application processes are difficult. They're right, lengthy. right. I would say carve out that time and, and make that a priority. I mean, and not only a priority, a second job. Exactly. It, it's it, a it second totally job is. to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't even have thought for um, someone that's doing advanced degrees that they would do that. But I did know some high school students mm-hmm. who looked at this like a job, had a binder this thick. 100%. Um, yeah. And had over a million dollars when he went to an <laughs> Ivy, Ivy League school. Right. And then it paid for his graduate school mm-hmm. also. So it makes a lot of sense. And because uh, do you know people that are like drowning in debt from school? Yes. Yes. What, Even, is, what are their lives like? I mean, as you look at them, I know you're like, I'm glad that's not me. <laughs> I mean, I, I still have a good chunk, but I will say, you know, it it's discouraging. I mean, mm-hmm. I do have friends that I talk to about this, and they're doing fine. You know, they, they've got great jobs, but it's it's hard because you get paid. You're working to pay debt. And you're debt. working to pay debt. And you're not able to take advantage of opportunities that you probably would be able to, whether it's buying your first house, or whether condo or, or condo or investment, what, whatever. I, I have friends that have those goals, but that debt, that payment that you have to make every month takes those opportunities away. Traveling, right? And, right. and, and expanding your knowledge of 
just different cultures and different places and really getting to know yourself, you're not as able to do that because you're paying. You're, you're the, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like so, a slave to it almost. Totally. And it, and it, it I, I do, and I understand it as well. It's, it's frustrating, especially when, when you go, you get your check and you start paying bills. And one of those is your, your student, your student loans. And you're like, okay, guess I got to give you this, but you know, um, well, I can I will, just tell yeah. you, job well done. I mean, <laughs> I mean, first of all, you're 29, and you're you're studying business and litigation law. Yeah, so I'm I've since moved, and I'm now at Novak and Macy. Okay, uh, it's a boutique litigation firm. Now, what does that mean? A boutique. It's a. I think we now have 32 attorneys. So instead of being at like a 500 plus attorney firm where I was at Hinshaw and Culbertson, this one, Novak and Macy, is a 30 person. 30, I think we're at 32 now, 32 attorney firm uh, focusing on business litigation. I focus on business litigation. Uh, we do a variety of, um, we defend, we bring claims uh, all relating in the realm of business That's litigation. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I just want to tell you, it was such a pleasure meeting oh, you. Oh, thank you very much. You are um, very inspirational. I know that you're going to do well. I heard you say you have a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, then you might get married soon. Oh, all right, then. 